Is that Glock? Well, I'm tripping major nutsack right now. Oh, send him! Welcome to the world of winning. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Switchback Formula One podcast. My name is Graham and joining me as always, it's a... Uh, if he's if I'm the Red Bull, then he's the Williams of floors. <laughs> it's, it's Luke Holmes. That is quite the insult. That, that, was, that, was, that, that is was the tough. insult. If if you're an F1 nerd and want to insult someone, that's the way to do it. That was tough, man. I'm sorry. That was I felt harsh. Yeah. I'd, I'd had a good weekend, and then now you've just literally put me into the ground. <laughs> I know. I've tear, torn you down. But the thing is, the fact that Albon pulls some of the performances he has with that floor is it makes him think he's the goat. Oh, it's it isn't like if you know if you don't know what we're talking about. There's obviously the the this is one of the few things that's been going on in the week is people are obviously very interested in the the Red Bull floor after it was being nice nice. Christian Horner called it looking up people looking up uh, people looking up uh, skirts essentially. Yes, <laughs> which basically. I, I liked, but obviously Red Bull being the obviously the the class of the field, everyone wants to see what's going on. And so there's there's that, and then this weekend we saw the Williams's floor, and my goodness, it is so basic. It but is the most basic thing I've fucking seen in a long time. Comparison, like, I, oh, what tweet was a Formula Racers? I had to tweet, or was a fastest pit stop? I can't remember what account it was on Twitter, but the comparison between the two, I think I sent it to you on there. I think I sent it to you on WhatsApp. I don't know where it was, but it is insane the difference between the two. Uh, but like, it goes go back to what James Valls has been saying. You like, they've got. Like there's some of their tech is like twenty years out of date. Yeah, and, and they've got no systems in place at all. Yeah, and looking so at like, that, no, I believe no it. part numbers or anything like that. It's like he does. He doesn't know how things were made or anything. Understand how anything was put into production. <laughs> there is no systems in place at all. It was just sort of oh, I need this. We're going to make one type type thing. It is incredible how far behind they've ended up going but also the thing i think about is like how in the, what could have been possible had they had working anything almost in the early part of the hybrid era yeah i know it, I, I don't get how they were so good I, 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 it makes no sense to me yeah pretty crazy uh that was the floor talk was kind of there's been a lot of upgrade talk recently and it, that's, there, there needs to be well, yeah, I mean, it is that time of year, but even so, like, so you had the Red Bull floor, uh, there was, and then obviously heading into the weekend, obviously it was, the whole thing was about how the Mercedes would look, how, well, then, then we had to find out that Ferrari ended up bringing forward one of their major upgrades, uh, which yep. ended up a change in the side pods. A big change as well. Not, it sort of went away from their philosophy on its own, it sort of moulded it into a, a Red Bull-style type Ferrari combo is really strange it's pretty much like an alpine style side pod i think yeah so on on the whole thing fred vassour said uh from racefans.net and keith Collentine said for us as an opportunity to open a new door for development for the future it was quite promising it meant that we committed on this way let's see what the next few weeks will bring us it was i think it was a tough decision but it was a decision and he said, from this upgrade, we're expecting a step forward. Not a huge one, but a step forward also to open doors for the future in terms of development. There's some other upgrades coming on the next couple of races. It's an opportunity to also take another direction. But even with this one, we're expecting it to go a step forward. So yeah. he said there's also, this was also supposed to come, uh, this upgrade is supposed to come later in the season, but it's been brought forward. Way later. So, Way later. 
So I guess that's a good thing that's been brought forward. Uh, but it sounds from the looks of it like it sounds like, you know, they knew they weren't going to get a massive step with it, but it's just unlocking, it's just opening a door for the future where you, you can get more. Yes, but the th- strange thing was they gave it to one car and not the car that I expected to get it. Well, to begin, I think I think they both ended up with it in the end, did they not? Did they? I think they both I, ended I up with it. I didn't think the clerk had it. I thought they were, qualify. I knew they were running it differently in practice to, com- I guess, compare numbers. Well, if that's the case, Leclerc does not like that whole, that whole great package. No, he wasn't very happy, was he? No. So there is. Is he that. ever happy? Is he ever happy? I think he used to be. He used to be until he joined Ferrari. I feel like it's a it's a weird <laughs> it was a weird tale of two weekends for them. Like there was a weekend before Sunday, and then there's the weekend after Sunday. Well, maybe we even Saturday, but even still, like Saturday had its moments. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know more about that than I do, but <laughs> I have not watched qualifying. So, uh, like in the end, like to be fair, like just it's just setting the table for the Spanish Grand Prix. Like in the end, it was just Leclerc said it just didn't have the speed. Like it wasn't, it didn't like there wasn't like oh we there was this wrong, this wrong. He said for all the left hand turns, something wasn't right at the rear, which is yeah. yeah, it is seen clips of it on Twitter. Which is kind of ironic, given the fact that it is a clockwise track, so it could have been a lot yeah. worse. Could have been P20. Mm. Uh, instead, it was just P19. So, Anyway, uh, we're going to talk mostly just the Spanish Grand Prix this weekend, really. Uh, we're going to talk oh, most other things. That includes the uh, big McLaren hiring of uh, Rob Marshall from Red Bull. We'll talk that. We'll talk F2 and F3 next week. Uh, might sprinkle an IndyCar in this week just for the sake of it. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll discuss a little bit of Formula E. Indy 500, no, Indy 500. Hey, we've got the Indy 500 to catch up on. We've got loads. Do, did we not talk about that last week? <laughs> no, I don't think we did. We did. No, I'm pretty sure we we recorded after the Indy 500 was done. <laughs> oh no, we did. We yeah. did. Sorry, <laughs> I, I I if anyone that doesn't know, I'm not I've not been at home this weekend, so I, I've you I'm are all out of the place. I literally walked in the door about ten minutes ago. Yeah, that's okay. I'll... And straight on the commitment to the to the podcast. You know. <laughs> I got you. Don't worry about it. So we'll cover most of that next week. Uh, and the only thing I'm really expecting to happen next week that we might mention now is I'd expect this Lewis Hamilton extension at Mercedes to be done. Uh, no. Hamilton himself alluded that the talks probably happening on Monday, being today. And Total Wolf said it could be hashed out over half an hour over a cup of tea or a coffee. Excuse me. Over a rap battle. So, <laughs> over a rap battle, yeah, brilliant. Uh, so that's that's mostly mostly it, really. But let's let's focus on the Spanish Grand Prix. Uh, it was one that was what a, dominated. Yeah, here's the thing: like everything else was unpredictable, bar the end result of the winner, <laughs> which literally up... it was the most chaotic race we've had in a while, except for Max. Yeah. It was mental. I believe he brought home the uh, the Grand Slam. I believe he, he led every lap, fastest lap, win, and pole. Led every session, yeah. So, Grand Slam for him. Uh, he wins the Spanish Grand Prix ahead of Lewis Hamilton. And George Russell, running at the podium in third. I have Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz in fifth. Lance Stroll, sixth ahead of his teammates, Fernando Alonso in seventh. Esteban Ocon in eighth. Guan Yu Zhou finishing ninth. And Pierre Gasly, running at the points in tenth. So, I mean, where do you, like... Qualifying was so weird. Yeah, I'll start. I'll start with qualifying just first. Just one of the weirder Saturdays. There was there was obviously rain earlier on. The F two chaps had the sprint, 
and it was obviously wet to dry and they're still a bit wet. Uh, well, drivers called them invisible rivers in, in some parts, some very slippy parts. So cars were all over the place on in Q1. Like, cars off everywhere. There was... A really f- dodgy red flag from what I saw. Now, I, I was, now I was li- watching it live. I was on mute. I had no idea. It, se- it did seem like a bunch of nothing, but the whole reason was that I think it was Bottas that kicked up a lot of gravel on the exit of Turn 5. Ah, and okay. I think there was gravel elsewhere as well. So they red flagged it for the gravel. I agree. It, it, watching it on mute, it did look bizarre. It did like, like, what on earth is this? Like, yeah. it, I, I was sat in the pub sort of looking at, oh, right, he's gone off. Why is this? A, what the hell is this a red yeah, flag? Yeah, it's like, oh, he's it's a red flag for a spin. It's like, oh. But no, apparently it was for the gravel. So that was weird. And then we obviously lost the clerk then in Q1, which was very strange. And then Q2, we had the weird Russell-Hamilton collision, which they talked up to miscommunication, which I, I do believe. Uh, it was so bizarre like watching it live it's like I, I think Russell just forgot to use his mirrors quite honestly like, I think that's all there was to it yeah. had no idea because he let, I think he let Ferrari through didn't realise his team was immediately behind and yeah just cut in basically straight in of course they're using the old layout of the track obviously they ditched the lash that came we'll talk about that so they came together Hamilton lost his front wing that didn't matter Hamilton but Russell ended up getting knocked out in Q2 along with Sergio Perez who messed up his last run it was so weird. Like people just couldn't find a lot of improvements on their tires, and there's always a story in Q3 because Verstappen got it done in run one, and that was it. And we had this weird. Obviously, Alonso went off in Q1 as well and damaged the floor, and that kind of scuppered his whole qualifying. And we had Lando Norris qualifying third. So just like it's funny, like it's it's the like, you just you, you think you could predict F1, and then a Saturday like that happens. It was uh, it was nuts. Yeah, at the Spanish Grand Prix of all Grand Prix. I know. <laughs> Normally you sit in and you're like, right, okay, this is Spain equals pain. So, you know, it's, it's not going to be great, is it? But apparently not. Yeah, it was absolutely wild. Uh, some stellar performances. Again, like, I feel like a tale of two week. Uh, it's like almost two weekends in many ways. Like, again, the people who were happy on Saturday and the people who were happy on Sunday. And I think there are yeah. far less people happy on Sunday than there were happy on Saturday. 100%. But uh, let's just hop into winners and losers of the weekend. Let's just immediately start with Verstappen. The only threat he actually had was a strange, what looked like a strange decision at the start was the two Red Bulls were on, put on mediums. Everyone else started on softs. And given the compound difference and the one of the longer runs down to turn one, you thought, is that a mistake? Like, you leave. They your, may have stuffed him up here. Yeah. You leave the door open for uh, some impending disaster or it's like you get caught with someone on, alongside into turn one or whatever uh, swamped on the, off the grid and off the line and then it's kind of you know you, anything can happen after that but to be fair to Verstappen he survived the uh, the onslaught from science in turn one onslaught fuck off <laughs> <laughs> never had so much shit in my life onslaught <laughs> uh, to be honest like Here's the thing. I, I, I don't mean to diminish science. I, we do, I do that enough as it is. I'm, again, I, just, I don't rate the hatch too high. Yeah, it was better. It, it, one of his better. It's actually the best weekend of the season, I think, for him. But that was Fernando Alonso at his home Grand Prix. That thing is being sent hell for leather. And if he doesn't make it, either Verstappen is crashing out or he t- overtakes him off the track and keeps the position or at least attempts to do something a little bit more aggressive than what science attempted to do. On uh, The thing is, he put Leclerc, Norris... Hamilton or Russell in that situation and they all come out on top. I'm fairly confident. Even Ocon, for fuck's sake. You reckon Ocon? Well, Ocon would definitely go for it, I think. Yeah, no, of course Ocon would. Ocon would take him out if he was one lap down. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. Ha ha ha. 
funny. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, Onslaught might have been a bit kind, but anyway, he survived that, and that was really it for Verstappen. Went mediums to hearts. Wasn't too happy with the hearts, but they had enough pace in mind in, in, in gap. Obviously, they could have done. Look, they could have completed the one stop. It was fine. Oh, they were they were covered. They had thirty eight seconds back to Hamilton. He didn't catch in that. Yeah, but like on tire wear, it would have been absolutely fine. But yeah. Verstappen wasn't too happy on softs. Had a couple. He did get a black and white flag. It was just understeer. I think he was just saying afterwards. It was just that was all there was to it. But comfortable win in the end. Twenty four seconds over Hamilton. Uh, look, we had. I know we we didn't obviously didn't have the race at Imola, but we talked about triple header, the triple header, and you know, let's see where things stand in the title race after Spain, and. Mm. He leaves, well, it was a 14-point gap he had heading in. He leaves with a 53-point advantage over Perez. I know there's game over. There's a lot of points up for grabs. Like, how many races, like, off the top of your head, how many races are left? Like, this is 13? round... 14? So, say, say 13, for argument's sake. Yeah. So, what, 13? I don't, I'm not good at maths. 13, which is terrible. Uh, so let's, look, there are over 300 points up for grabs. So, you know, in theory, yes. But, like, in actuality, yeah, I I think you're right. I think that's... I think we can call... I think we can game call over, Game Over on the title on that one. It's because the thing... I know Perez can have his days, but there's just not going to be enough of those days to make up that gap without some bizarre string of bad luck occurring to Verstappen. Yeah, but the thing is, the last two weekends, he stuffed it up in quality, so I now have to play catch-up. And then it obviously it failed miserably in Monaco because it's Monaco. And this weekend, I didn't think he quite maximised what he could have got, to be honest. The car wasn't quite there in terms of pace and him being on it like he was, like Max was. So, but like, uh, we'll, we'll come to Perez's side of things more in, uh, in a bit. But just mm, yeah, there's not much else to say about Verstappen, really. Like, he won these two races. He did what he had to do, essentially. He won the two races. Perez, he finished ahead of Perez. That's all he had to do. Everything else after that was a bonus, including Perez not getting on the podium in either race. Mm. So, he, you know, that's a that's an absolutely enormous, enormous uh, gap he has now in hand. It's two race wins, essentially, that he's got, you know, he could DNF and Perez has to win. So, not much else to say, though. Like, it, there was a, there was a really weird quote from Toto Wolf over the weekend. Where was it? Yeah, I saw this. Uh, do, 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 do. So is, I'm reading for RaceSense.net with Keith Collentine and Claire Cottingham. And do, 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 do. he said, hold on. He basically talked about how it pisses, it pissed Wolf, it pissed him being Wolf off to see Verstappen on this level. Yeah. Which is understandable, I guess. Yeah. The, the quote is I think Verstappen is just on a different level. It pisses me off to say that, but that's the reality. Yeah. Why does it piss you off know. to say that? Because <laughs> uh, they're not on that level, I guess. I, I guess it's maybe more, yeah, not maybe not a personal thing, but more so, you know, because they're not, I guess, maybe, yeah. But yeah, mm. uh, that, that was an interesting, I thought that was a weird quote. The, yeah. the other thing that I thought Verstappen said I thought was interesting, I, I kind of, there's a this discussion here to be had. He said that Red Bull could win every race this year, but it's unlikely. He said very unlikely. Discuss. <laughs> it's in terms of circumstances, it's probably ninety percent possible, but there is that small ten percent chance because it's Formula One, and we're going to get to the point of the season soon where things sort of like start going up in the air in terms of reliability and 
stuff like that and there'll be grid penalties it always comes around belgium monza singapore that region of the season that we'll get all that stuff coming into it and then there'll be times when someone just sends it and it just doesn't work mm. and something will happen or max will mess up and yeah there'll there'll be a time when red bull doesn't win every race so you are you so you're pretty certain that red bull won't win every race this year if they do i'll be very surprised very very surprised yeah it would take a lot for it to happen that said there is funny like there is recent precedent for this not not too not in the not too distant past like there was a very real possibility that mercedes in 2016 could have won every single race and they yeah. should here's the thing they should have won every single race mm-hmm. uh, so obviously the, the they won 19 out of the 21 uh yeah 21 races uh yeah, well, uh, yeah, tw- yes, out of 21, sorry. They, the, the two they didn't win, of course, were uh, Spain and Malaysia. Uh, the two of which, of course, like, obviously, Spain, <laughs> pretty obvious what happened there. Obviously, the two, two Mercedes clattered into each other lap one, brilliant stuff. And, obviously, Malaysia, Rosberg got punted around by Vettel at the start, and then Hamilton was leading, and, obviously, the engine and gave up on brilliant. that. So, now, the one caveat I will say, like, they should have they should have won every race of the season with context, because... Really, they Red Bull should have beaten them at Monaco, but for other circumstances that play, like Ricardo should have won the Monaco on merit. Yeah. So you know, but once like, so they but like so they could and they you know they they should have won every race in twenty sixteen, uh, even with obviously they got they got a little bit lucky there with uh well with two, lucky on two counts one everyone remembers the pit stop but do you remember Hamilton's ridiculous defense coming out of the Nouvelle Chicane that one run Ricardo got and. Which I would certainly would be almost a penalty given today. I feel like if oh, it was a hundred percent penalty today. Yeah, so if, if the the penalty that was given out today is a, a penalty, then uh, <laughs> this one definitely is a penalty. Absolutely. So there is recent precedent for this. Now, obviously, Mercedes didn't do it then. Now, there's a real conversation to be had: is if that if this year's Red Bull is more dominant than the 2016 Mercedes? Yeah, it will we're going to have to wait and see. Time. Yeah, we're going to have to wait and see. So they, I'm with you. They they could. But I, mm. there's so many races and there's so like there's so many things that they can that can go wrong, like a reliability problem or like we've had races. We've had a race last year where that reliability struck both cars in the same race. Like it, this thing can happen, an accident, a freak puncture, you know, all these sorts of things can happen. There's so many different things that can happen, and there's so many races. So they won't, but they're winning three quarters of them, I'd say. Yeah. So it's gonna be uh, gonna be interesting to see who uh, who picks up the pieces. And you'd have to say, based on, I think a team that you get another winner of the weekend, you could lump in that usually cash in that can cash in, just because they're operationally competent is Mercedes. Hundred percent. You know. I wish I could say the same about Ferrari, but <laughs> like, if there's going, like, I know, like, I'll, we'll get to Aston Martin, but obviously, you know, it wasn't there. It wasn't their race, but Mercedes, generally speaking, are there thereabouts when things don't go. The way of um, when things don't go right, sometimes like Mercedes are, they do generally take the right decisions, and hmm. obviously Monaco is a good, good recent example of that. Of they should have got to the podium, but you know, just from their own strategy, decision making, Russell mistake made, uh, made sure that you know that didn't happen. But they are generally speaking right there and then. And if something happened to Verstappen in this race, then they will be there to pick up the pieces with a one-two. Yeah, easily. They're the, the quickest car, the second quickest car on race pace, isn't it? Quite easily, yeah. It's, it's surprising. Yeah, there's a few oh. there's a few things to go over with this. To be fair, that are worth pointing out. So, 
Yeah, obviously, at this point last year, they had a similar sort of breakthrough in terms of, well, we'll say breakthrough in massive quotations, where they seemed to be on the pace, or somewhat, this is where Lewis got a podium last year. Yeah, it was a massive what-if at the same time, because, like, obviously Hamilton had that laugh with Magnussen. And mm. there was, like, what if that, like, if that hadn't happened, where could he have been? Because, obviously, like, their, their pace in this race last year was, was really strong. Like, he had Russell, obviously, fighting for the lead with Verstappen as well for a period after Verstappen went off at turn, turn three. Yeah. So, my sort of thing is, is this just a track that suits them rather than it suiting, rather than it being the car actually on it? like it supposedly is. Yeah, that, that'd be my thought as well. And Silverstone would immediately hop into the same conversation where you think to those two races last year, they were good races for Mercedes. Uh, Spain was good. Silverstone was obviously very good as well. And and, and we thought like, okay, like what, 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 they, what do they do from here? And we saw at the subsequent events after that, that it was very much kind of back to, you know, as you were almost. Like they're, we used the word fall. We used the term false dawn a lot last year with Mercedes, and we were right. Yeah. To be fair, <laughs> we were. You know, that was the same with Brazil. Uh, that was the same with Silverstone. That was the same. I don't know how much we said for Spain. I think we said for Zandvoort uh, as well. So we're going to see where things lie. A quite different track is Canada. Oh, very different. Very, very different. They were not good there last year. No, it was rough. Uh, it was really bad. Yeah, obviously the that was the weekend the porpoising metric was announced. Yeah, so obviously the, the famous because uh, that was after Baku, of course, wasn't it? Yes. Mm. So we'll see. It's, it's a very different track. So we'll see how they get on. I'm Silverstone. I'm expecting them to be quite strong there as well with the high speed. So I'm looking at these next few races: Canada and Austria. If they're still second quickest there, then I think that's good enough. Uh, basis to think that they could be second best, competing for second best, certainly, you know, the rest of the way. There are, I do think Aston Martin and Ferrari were worse than, they're better, sorry, I think they're, yeah, they're better overall than what they showed in Spain. Yeah, it was not a good weekend for them, personally. So, I think there is a bit of give and take in both. I think they'll be more competitive and I think there won't be always tracks that maybe Mercedes like, because look, the, the you think of Mercedes power, like you think of Mercedes strongholds is a, is a phrase we've used. It's like it's Russia, Spain, where else has been a very strong place for Mercedes in the hybrid era that they've got, always gone well at no matter what. Brazil. So Spain is, but Spain has always been one of those. Like Hamilton took yeah, five you, consecutive you can, wins. You can, lock, you can lock Spain, Hungary and um, Russia straight off. They were the main ones really. Yeah, Spain and Russia, I would say, are the two. So they, they've 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 always gone well here in the hybrid era. So I will, I want to see how they get on immediately with these next two tracks. But they've enough to be quite content with how things went, and they jump into second place in the standings as well with a nice little gap over Aston Martin now, a eighteen point gap. So they've got they they could, I I definitely think they could hold on to that very easily. Yeah. You know, Aston Martin haven't cashed in. Like, Alonso's been brilliant. But as a team, they haven't maximised that car's potential to start. Obviously, it's Stroll, obviously, hasn't maximised the potential of the car at the start of the year. And they've lost quite a big buffer, sadly, for them. And Mercedes, I 
and there's a lot look it's very early there's a lot of points up for grabs as we said but they can i think that's i don't think it's unre- unrealistic to think that they can hold on to that second place oh, i think they, they will i think it's it's done because Aston Martin, as we said don't have a an equal terms of uh driver lineup in terms of um ability it's um yeah and then ferrari ferrari yeah <laughs> but uh yeah, like, what else to say about Mercedes? I mean, Hamilton, he got done by Stroll early on, got that place back, good stint, signs in the fight him in the end. Russell made now. <laughs> uh, Russell had more ground to make up from, where was he in the end? It was 12th. Yeah, because Perez was 11th after Snowden got his lap time deleted. Now, Russell, <laughs> how, how did you view his turn one, lap one shenanigans? I see in the clip it wasn't like I thought it was where he basically straight lined everything and just um gained positions he did and he literally came out where he was met, where he went off it. So it wasn't as bad as I thought. Do we think that runoff needs a little bit of tweaking to give a little bit to disadvantage the car that's gone off a little bit just a little bit more compared to what it is now, where they almost rejoin equal terms essentially? Yes. They they took a right step with it this weekend, I think. In terms of it um, actually not having any rumble strips anywhere, and it was actually more no of an obvious, pl- yeah, it was more of an obvious way to go around, and like all the drivers that used it correctly, it was just a bit too quick. Yeah, I think it needs to be like more of a a slow turn rather than a quick turn, if you know what I mean. Move the bar up a little bit, I think, and maybe a little bit to the left, just go a little yeah, bit more so to go around. Yeah. So just a little bit more, I think, disadvantage needs to be just, again, we're talking a very fine margin. I think we're talking very fine margins. It's almost exactly what it needs to be. So that was good. But yeah, it's, yeah, it it, it, it looked a little bit, it looked worse than it was, I think, yeah. in the end. But after that, I mean, yeah, I I actually thought they'd missed, I thought they'd missed it. I thought, I thought they'd messed up with the Perez, uh, the Perez strategy. And I thought Perez was going to stay on this one stop, but he ended up coming in for the second one. So, Got back that P3. Under a little bit of pressure. I say it under a little bit of pressure. The gap was brought down to about, what, 2.4? Yeah. So, yeah. But other than that, I mean, strong result for Mercedes. Their first double podium of the year. And so, I think they're quietly optimistic. The Hamilton deal, I think, should be done this week. And there's... (laughs) And they're second in the constructor. So, I think a very solid weekend for... By the way, uh, they put the... It looks so good. They obviously, for... June being Pride Month, they put the Pride colours on the Mercedes uh, badge on the wing. It looks so good. Yeah, it does, to be fair. Oh, yeah, like it actually looks so good. So, shouts for that. That looks awesome. Uh, anything else to add on Mercedes? No, not really. Who else you have as a winner of the weekend? Uh, I'm going to have to put him down, but I don't want to. Mr. Landstroll. The first time this weekend, I know it's out of context, but I think he maximised what the car was capable of. Yeah. In terms of qualifying and the race, I know he beat Alonso in both, but both are very much out of context. Yeah, but Alonso but more so in qualifying especially. Yeah, but to be fair, like to be fair to Stroll, it wasn't like Alonso had like an engine failure or like no, it, no. it was a mistake that Alonso made in Q one that he paid for the rest of qualifying. And okay, yes. Alonso could have definitely overtaken Stroll for the, at the end of no, the race. No, no, he'd have pissed past him easily. You know, he but he, yeah, so there is that. But like in like you know, well, he qualified f- fifth, fourth. Where was he in the end? Hamilton was fourth. 
It must have been fifth. Uh, and was up. He did get to P3 at the end of lap one. So, you know, he, he, not that much more he could have He's done. He's got a stars, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Like, there's, there wasn't much more he could do. So, so there was, like, science was too far up the road. Ocon was far enough behind. Alonso obviously held station. So, yeah, like, he, that's fine. Like, Stroll, there wasn't, I wasn't really anything I thought left on the table for that. That's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. That's all you can ask. Yeah. Uh, that has been the case for a lot of this season. So a good race for him to have after the disaster that was uh, Monaco. So that's a, that's a good response from, from Stroll. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, uh, yeah, so fair play to him. And, uh, again, it's hollow point. No, the points from last week don't change. It's just he's had a, he's had a good weekend. Yeah, so he needed to have needs, needs more of those. Uh, I'm going to give the winner of the weekend to Joe. Same. Uh, excellent drive. How, I don't know how he pulls that off. Well, actually, uh, two things. First of all, he had qualified uh, Bottas, which was nice. Uh, get through to Q2. Got knocked down in Q2, I believe. And they just undercut everyone. That was it. Like, they were, they. that was what they said afterwards. Like, just they undercut everyone, essentially. But his race pace was really good. Like, he was only a couple of seconds off of uh, Ocon in the end as well. So, like, and we, now the Alpine never did the conversation, but some, some surprisingly strong race pace from a car that's, kind of not been amazing so I'm I'm leaning towards their upgrade seem again well we're going to see what's on the tracks coming up to be fair Canada was a good race for them last year it was uh, it's, it's a little controversial given the, uh, points, yeah <laughs> but yeah I think some, well on that side of the garage a really strong weekend for Guan Yu now I do think he was lucky to get P9 it probably should have been P10 we'll talk oh, yeah, it was. we'll talk about that uh, with Sonoda but Really strong weekend for Joe, kind of picking up where the he left off early in the season. Like Bottas has had two races in the row here, like beforehand, where he was on top of Joe. But this was a comprehensive smackdown from Joe on Bottas this weekend. Hundred percent. I don't know. What, I don't think Bottas can have any. Like you could blame what was there's there's debris or something in there's Nick debris in Saudi. Yeah, and I don't know what happened in Australia. Just bought us things. I think it was Australia. But, but yeah, I don't know what the excuse is this week, but he absolutely, like, he finished on the lead lap and Bottas was a lap down, finished 19th. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Bottas was complicit in the team game and he did do a good job holding up, I think it was Magnussen, uh, when that allowed, I think it was after the stops, I think it was Magnussen, that allowed Joe to escape into the space. Yeah. So Bottas did his job there, but it was a yeah, strange one. But two points for uh, Alfa Romeo that puts him level for seventh with Haas. Happy oh, days, okay. you know. It's a uh, again like again, the 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 the, uh, <laughs> the it's it's slim pickings down there for points. You know, like eight. I think it's is it eight points is yeah eight points is tied for eight. seventh. So we just seen this uh, on Indi- Are you watching IndyCar? I am. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Man. Yeah, Award had a shocking pit stop as well. He had to stop at the end yeah. of it as well. So he just sent him, put himself in the wall. Yeah. Good stuff. Alex Pillow is going to be loving life in at the top of the standings. He's, it's going to be a big lead for him. Yep. Oh, anyway. Paso. Oh, was that Parry he was trying to overtake? No. Oh, he's just gone far too deep. Broke his Shh. wrist. Jeez, he's not even got close. He's gone there so deep. Wow. Anyway, 
to do. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see what the Alfa Romeo is capable of in these coming races. If that's if it's just a happy Spain thing, or if there's legit pace in that car again. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's a one-off, but. Well, yeah, yeah, one-off in the sense that you know, because looking at the cars, they they finished ahead of, uh, like. Leclerc, Gasly, Sonoda, they actually finished behind. So I expect McLaren will have better races as well. So, you know, but it's just the pace. You take the points. You know, absolutely take the points. But, like, the pace was good. Like, that's the thing. Like, the results can be be fluky, we know. But, you know, he was less than 10 seconds behind. I know Alonso was. Let's actually just bump that up. He was less than 10. He was just 12 seconds behind Stroll. Which is good. No, actually, not even that. Sorry, less than that. Eight seconds behind Stroll. Jeez. So, a solid day at the office for them. So, could be interesting. I think, yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? Like, I know we just we talked about reestablishing the pecking order. We like yes and no in a sense. Yeah. Because some cars just go well at this track, and we see that in testing too, and it doesn't mm. prove it to be anything. It really does. So I guess we'll see. So yeah, good weekend for them. Uh, who does you have as winner of the uh, the weekend? Ocon, I guess. Uh, do um, we? I don't. I don't know if we have to. To be honest, do you think? I, I mean, a- their pace was very disappointing in compared, like, to what they were hoping and what they're expecting, and even I have a lot of mess this weekend. Yeah, there I is a, a there's a lot of them. Uh, We'll come back. We'll come back to Alpine. I'm going to throw Yuki Tsunoda as a winner of the weekend. I uh, did have him down. He was my last winner for the second weekend in a row. In a row he's been shafted. Uh, breaks in Monaco this time. A very debatable and questionable penalty decision given to him for his defence against Guan Yu Zhou heading to Turn One. He now he said afterwards that Zhou uh, pretended to, uh, I guess, to run out of room. When you look at the slow-mo replay to turn one, do you know that 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 camera that faces into that one-two complex? Yeah. There's absolutely room and space for Joe to commit and mm. then bail out of it. He bailed out of it early and was on the horn complaining about it. And look, to be fair, like they got the result they wanted. Uh, Sona got smacked with the penalty. I don't agree with it. I think it was a shoddy penalty to give. Uh, on a weekend, on a weekend where Gunter Steiner was uh, summoned to the stewards for uh, his comments about the stewarding after Hulkenberg was given the penalty for a, a, an overtake in Monaco, uh, he described F1's rotating group of appointed stewards as laymen and said the series should have permanent stewards for every race. Something we talked about here on the podcast that I completely agree with. Yep, I agree. Uh, Steiner was summoned for this. Because the International Sporting Code forbids a quote the use of language which might reasonably be expected or perceived to cause offence, humiliation, or to be inappropriate. Uh, they gave him a reprimand, and the, this is the best reason I could think of for a reprimand. Uh, they stated Mr. Steiner's word layman and his reference to other sports having professional personnel could be, and indeed were, perceived to cause offence. In our view, reasonably did cause offence not only to the students of Monaco, but also to other FI personnel and many most of our volunteers. Uh, they said uh, he meant, meant to refer to people who worked in the role as their profession and not the stewards were acting unprofessionally. Uh, my favourite bit of this, uh, I, I think it was Chris Mellon who tweeted this as well. Uh, I just thought it was so funny. Where is it? Do, 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 do. 
Mr. Steiner stated that if he had meant to insult or offend anyone, he would have used much different words. The stewards did not dispute this. <laughs> Which is completely correct. Yeah, he would have. You have to know who it's coming from. Like, if that was from... If that was someone who would dance dance the line a little bit more, shall we say, is known to dance the line, like a, maybe a horner or something, then yes, you could, I think so. But Gunther Schreiner is not afraid to mince words. Yeah, <laughs> he would say it. So, yeah, understand. Like, oh, what, what do you think the penalty would have been? A fine? Yeah. Probably normal. <laughs> imagine is. banned from a. Imagine being banned from a <laughs> race being weekend. Yeah, like a penalty. So, but like, again, it's just a f- super weird precedent they're setting with that. I do agree they should be, they should be, I mean, we talked about, they should be permanent stewards for every race. You know, we've, yeah. we've moved past this point now. It's just, that has, just has to be a thing. Um, so this was a very strange one. So I feel for Sonoda, for the second weekend in a row, he's driven an absolutely brilliant race and he should have had points and to circumstances that weren't really his fault, it's been taken away from him. So he's like, He's been driving brilliantly this year and he has like, where, where is he? He's like four points or two points to show for it. Where is he? Uh, to do. He's two points to show for it, which I think is criminally uh, belittles his season so far. He's been, I think he's been brilliant. Uh, arguably, you know, with the exception perhaps of Ocon's drive in Monaco and weekend, one of the better drivers for the rest of the grid, essentially this season pretty much in terms of what he's been able to most do improved. with the machinery that he's had certainly most improved uh, because it's been six races now and he's shown this basically every weekend essentially close yeah. to it uh, Baku got a bit unlucky of course but yeah but I think he's been brilliant and the only has two points to show for his name did you see the image of him and NBA basketball player uh, Christoph Porzingis I did not I'm going to send you send you, send you this uh Oh, no. I'm going to send you on WhatsApp. And like now, Porzingis, if you don't know, is a seven foot three uh, player from Latvia. And he took a picture. There's a picture with him and Sonoda before the race. It looks photoshopped. It's not. But oh that God. that's about two feet, though. Like, Sonoda's 5'3, right? That would literally be two feet in, in yeah. difference, right? Yeah. That looks. Doesn't that look insane? That is manual. <laughs> that's, that's literally like me and my girlfriend. Insane. It's absolutely mad. That's a real picture. <laughs> absolutely Two mad. Two fully grown men. Yeah. <laughs> what a picture. Oh, uh, dear. So, yeah. Uh, Win of the weekend for Sonoda, lose of the weekend for the stewards for that shit. Um, I'm surprised they didn't protest that. They may still. They may still do it. Yeah, but apparently they'll have the pay grab, so I don't have to worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I feel for Snowden. I think a lot of people do. But anyway, uh, I just, I'm just trying to think anyone else winner at the weekend. I mean, no, I had no other ones. I'll go throw Carlos Sainz at, at kind of the top of this here, to be fair, because he had a good weekend. I think he was on top of things pretty well. Like, again, it's a shame we didn't see him representative versus the clerk, but. He finished, like, he couldn't do more in P5. He, uh, I mean, I say he couldn't do more. He could have at least tried to defend the inside line when Russell and Hamilton came past, but... He was just doing what Hamilton does. <laughs> but, like, P2 and quali, I mean, like, he was well, he's only about, what, two, three tenths off of Verstappen? Mm. wasn't. Like, again, it was a good... I think it's his best weekend of the season. Nice. I liked his... Uh, I liked his home ground. I, I do love that combination of the orange and yellow for the with the red. 
It's very, very it nice. Good. Very nice. So it's like, nice helmet. Nice, his overalls looked fantastic as well. Uh, so really nice stuff. But, like, I just don't think he did much wrong. Like, I... Could he, he did nothing wrong. The, the, the pace in the car wasn't. Yeah, right. so I don't think he could. He could have done again. Which again, same as Stroll. Like you can't say that for a lot for science this year that he could could do much more. Yeah, like he could. Best he couldn't quality. Yeah, maximize the race basically. It's, it's a shame that it only came out in P five. So I thought he deserved at least P four, but um, mm. yeah, it's uh, not not great, is it really? Not great for Fry, but I think science did everything he could. So. Yeah. His, I think his best weekend of the season is that fair to say? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Is that is that close? Is that co- is that comfortably his best weekend of the season? Oh, piss easy. Mm. He's you know he's he's the highest driver in the standings to not have a podium so far this year. <laughs> um, also, ex- do you remember we talking about like like Leclerc is soon going to overtake him in the standings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's his lead's sixteen points now. <laughs> so yeah. Maybe there for a little bit longer, but yeah, not much else to say about science really. Uh, just he did talk about kind of how Barcelona exposed Ferrari's tire weaknesses. It does. It always does. So he said, like, uh, could we? Like, he's, for that reason, he said it could be the weakest track of the season for them. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till Mexico comes around. <laughs> Great. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> get get you. Oh, we got Austria coming up soon as well. Don't forget. Uh... No. <laughs> Turn down that unit. Uh, do any mess? Do, actually, do you know what? I'm going to give another one. Uh, not, not, not a winner, but not a loser at the same time. Nick DeVries. Yeah. Good, a, a good weekend for him. He was putting Piastri under pressure at the end. Lots. By the way, 107 overtakes at this Grand Prix. Where the, sorry, how did we not mention this? Where the weekend for getting rid of that fucking chicane? Mike. Yes. People questioned whether there would be good racing. And. I think progressively, as you, went, as you went up through the formulas, it got better. Like in F three, it was uh, F two was decent. It just yeah. it it just I know there was tire stuff at play, which is nice. By the way, when we don't have just one stops and people doing different strategies, that was nice. That helped. But getting rid of that chicane, absolutely fantastic stuff. So like, brilliant. I, everyone loved that. Like for the the challenge of the tires, the challenge of driving the cars with the G forces, we got better runs onto that straight. And people, there's you could overtake. Like I, I couldn't think of a move that you couldn't make that, that anyone was stuck behind. I couldn't. I never actually got past in the end. I, I, there was literally maybe Lando. The close, the close thing that was was Gasly and uh, Piastri. Yeah, and even eventually Pia, uh, Gasly got by. But I think that was more to do with Piastri having to feel safe. Yeah, it was. So, but still, like, yeah, and like, well, Norris did have an attempt at. Uh, uh, well, you know, he got by Magnussen in the end, to be fair. Mm, he did, but it took a while. It did take a while. And he, and he was on socks as well. But Nick DeVries, just like a quietly good weekend for him. It just... And behind Sonoda, obviously, but good weekend, good overtaking when he needed to. I just thought, again, for how his season has gone, just a, a result a result of that is just what he needs to do. Just it definitely was. S- simple as. And I'll throw Piastri in there as well because he started. He made it through to Q three, couldn't do it. Like P thirteen, I think is a good result for him considering where that car is at. And I think, on the basis of this weekend, I think that McLaren could be seventh, eighth fastest. It could be. So it is, which is really strange. For him to get a P13, I think he's done quite well with that. And managing the issues that he was as well with the fuel and such, I think he would have been. 
I think he could have had, he could, I don't know how long he could have held Gassi behind. He'd had held him behind for quite a long time. Gassi was not happy behind him. And then I presume tried to undercut him. And then Piastri ended up coming on the same lap anyway. So he's still stuck behind him. And Gassi had a slow stop. So it was uh, bizarre. But I just, yeah, just, DeVries and Piastri, I think, are the same boat. They, they couldn't do a lot more, I don't feel like. Yeah. And they were sort of stuck. Really, the way they were, mm. to be honest. They faced a hell of a lot of a lot of cars, to be fair. So I think they've had good weekends, but just the result doesn't show much for it. Yes. Um, Mez, you can hang out, hang out. Ocon, Gasly, uh, lose a weekend for Gasly for his qualifying shit. Yep. Imp- twice he impeded cars, so sixth place. It's, it's, it made, so his fantastic qualifying work was completely undone. Qualified P four, so ended up signing P ten. So that was. Rough for him. Uh, Gasly, or sorry, for Ocon. I mean, Ocon's pay, like, it's more so that Alpine were disappointing because they, I think they were, especially after Saturday, they were, I think they were pretty damn confident where they were at. And yeah. the race did not go well for them pace wise. Sure, they weren't too far away from the Astons, but the Mercedes obviously were, again, like, I do think this is a good track for them, so Mercedes. So I think we might see them come back a little bit towards some of these other teams, but. Quite a ways behind them, quite a ways behind Ferrari. Uh, so, mm, yeah, I don't know. To, although, to be fair, Canada was a good place for them last year. It was, actually, yeah. So, obviously, uh, with the wet qualifying, obviously, Alonso got himself a front row, and they were fine for good points. So, we'll see. But, yeah, I think I think with how good they've been recently and how close they've been to the top teams, I think this is a little bit of a reality check. Yeah, for them, which is needed, which I think is absolutely needed. You're, compl- I think you're completely right. They, they were getting a little bit too, a little too happy there for not doing a lot and circumstances going their way in Monaco. Yes. So that's for them. Any other middle of the roads as you have before losers of the weekend? I guess Norris just for the elation that was Saturday and then the negative that was Sunday. Yeah, basically. Incredible app basically. for. For P3, but it, based on quotes, it seemed like they were. They first of all, they seemed like they definitely knew they were falling on the Sunday, but kind of a lot of things that went right for them in on Saturday with the low temperatures on the Saturday. The there's the literally the perfect storm for them on the Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. That they, they did like the high. They see they do seem like the high speed stuff. Yeah. So if they can, if they're up, uh, they're supposed to upgrade. Which, by the way, if they're supposed to have a visually different upgrade, what's that going to look like? Because they are ready with the Red Bull philosophy, essentially. Uh, yeah, unless it's going to like shot fins coming out of it. So know. yeah, I don't know what that's going to entail, but I think that will be in place for Silverstone if it doesn't come to Austria. Yeah. So that track could be a happy hunting ground for them. We'll see. But yeah, Norris and look. What did you think? Lap one, sticking his nose in there with Hamilton. He's he, uh, it was just one of them fail lap one thing, wasn't it? He doesn't have any regrets. Hamilton said he should he learn from it. Yeah, I don't know. I, in a sense, I think it was risky there. And at the same time, what else is he supposed to do? Yeah, that's what I mean. Just lap one, isn't it? It's not much he can do. It tightens up and science backed off, and just a concertina effect, pretty much. Yeah, very little time to react. Hamilton coming over, through. trying to get through, and yeah, yeah. So Hamilton was very lucky not to get punched. He was quite lucky. Very lucky. Pirelli. In fact, no, no. Stop trying. You stopped yourself. Yeah. 
you know, this 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 one's the harder compound of tires. You know, do you think harder literally <laughs> for, to prevent that puncture? Yeah. So there's the, there's the new tires they've been testing in FP1 and FP2. Graham. Yeah. Well, that, there's, there's that. There's also the, there's a big there's a there's a there's the no blanket test this week that Ferrari and Mercedes are doing. Oh yay! So this there this there, wait for that. There are this storyline. It's coming. It's going to be coming up again pretty soon, I reckon. Yeah, and start this week. Because I think what Mick Schumacher is testing this week. Mick I think and George this week. Yeah. Ricardo, I think, is doing some stuff this week as well. I think. Yeah. No, I assume it's Rob. Or, uh, I think yeah, Rob and someone. Mm, for, for yeah, I know Lawson was there this weekend as well. Yeah. Probably, probably the only racing category that wasn't taking place, I think, over the weekend. There was a lot of racing going on this weekend. I've watched a lot of racing this weekend. F all of F three, F two, Formula E, IndyCar. I watched Indy Next. Didn't realize there's an Irish chap in Indy Next. Yeah, that's how the pub watching Indy Next. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> what am I doing with my Sunday? My Sunday afternoon. The, the the thing is though, on the screen at the pub, there's a massive, like, pixel blackout where someone's chucked a bottle at it right in the <laughs> middle of the screen so you got like some people would be like trying to overtake and i wouldn't be able to see what who it was what sporting right. event would you speculate happened that it wouldn't be the euros by any chance because my friend said it had been like that since the euros since the world cup last year oh yeah well and they'd never bother to replace it <laughs> how did england go out again in the world cup who did they lose to france was that in, uh, that wasn't in extra time, was it? Or was that in? It was extra time, I believe. I don't remember anything about. It. I remember very little of the final itself. Yeah, while. it was extra time because we should have had a couple of penalties and yeah, <laughs> France doing France things. Yeah, so that makes sense then if it was from that. Anyway, uh, what we're we talking about? Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, Norris we're about will... to move on. Yeah, Norris will oh. learn. Uh, P17 for him. Just, yeah, he had to pit after that, let that damage. And, yeah, it, look, they he thought they, were gonna make, they might end up two laps down, but they definitely think they weren't scoring points. So, yeah, yeah sadly, Saturday was there. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday was their better day, sadly. Um, who else who does they have mm. in that middle middle pack? Uh, nobody. That's it. Nobody. Everybody goes straight into losers after that point. Losers. Uh, yeah. Well, let's first of all let's just immediately get Ferrari out of the way here. Yes. This is I'm, bad. We're going to bunch Ferrari and Leclerc into together. Science is sort of excluded from this one. Yeah. The first time of the season. Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck's sake. Um, Leclerc just for some reason the car didn't work in qualifying. I don't know what the bloody hell was wrong with it, and then somehow it didn't work in the race either. It just did not have the pace. Yeah, not held by Ferrari's interesting strategy choice. <laughs> yes, to start him on hards, which I thought, right, okay, sure. annoying, but you can run him long and try and overcut everybody. Yeah, fine. That rain could be on the way. Yeah, all the rain was coming. But gets to lap 17, everybody's still on softs for some reason. Are out on softs on, on lap 17, but Ferrari, like, hang on a minute, we're on the most durable tyre, let's bring Leclerc in. And then put him on softs, and then repit him to put on the original set of hards to start the race on. Yeah, they they didn't they had a brand new set of mediums they didn't use. Why? So, what are you doing? I think they were tr I think they were hoping for rain during that soft stint. Uh, it didn't yeah. come. When they they heard the false calls from George's. Uh, <laughs> right. Hey, that's yeah. That's what that happened. That's what happened. Oh God. Oh. 
crime is happening. Yeah, I know. I don't know how Um, we've reached this. You can't now. For reference, Will Parrish has overtaken Alex Pillow. That's not. I'm not happy. No, 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 no. Yeah, I like. I do think this is. It looks bad. I don't think it will be this bad going forward. No, I, I don't know what it was. It was just not good. Yeah, they they are quite easily the fourth slowest car at this point, the quickest cars, right? I would say on average. Yeah, well, I think on Sunday I think they were the third quickest car. Science showed that. Yeah, that was fairly fairly easy. Aston did better. (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) two two points finishes for the price of one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's I wouldn't overreact. I do think a a few like obviously react. (laughs) For I finished fucking. 11th, for fuck's sake. I know. And I was the better driver of the two. I it's know. embarrassing. I, I was fuming. Yeah. Look, it's a write-off, obviously, for Leclerc. The the science thing, look, I think Mercedes were better than what they're going to be. I think Ferrari are worse than what they're going to be. So you find some ground in between. We'll see where things shake up. I think it's closer than you think. We'll see. They've got more upgrades coming. They'll build on this philosophy that they're going with now with this, with their side pods. I think it'll be better. Just this one was tough, but Leclerc, even Leclerc said they're struggling, probably struggling more than he expected. Uh, it's the third race already in uh, the seventh Grand Prix this year that uh, Leclerc's not scored points. Yay! So not great, and like they were not, they were not competitive compared to certainly Red Bull, but Mercedes That's alarmingly. Uh, yeah, the tire stuff. I think. Yeah, I think it's. You can argue almost the same reason why Aston Martin weren't great this weekend is that. Because this was more front limited rather than rear limited, it didn't quite play to the Aston strengths with tire saving. Now, lots of the good mediums are soft stint, so there is that. But I think for the same reasons, like just difference with it was like going in the opposite direction with the tires. Like Ferrari, this bright the worst in them, and for Aston Martin, this didn't quite suit them as other tracks would with their tires. Yeah. So there's so I think there's somewhere in between. I still think it's going to be very close between Mercedes, Ferrari, and Aston, but tracks like this I think are going to favour the Mercedes a little bit more than the other two. So we'll, so we'll see. Maybe Silverstone might not be as harsh on tyres as as the, as this was in Spain, and yeah. we'll see how. Obviously, there's a lot of upgrades still to come between that now and Silverstone. I'd imagine with these. With these teams as well, obviously Ferrari are. We don't know what Mercedes are doing. Aston, we'll see. I think Alonso would like a few quicker upgrades. <laughs> yeah, which I understand. Yeah. First time outside the top four mm. this season. Yeah, yeah, like his own, like you know, kind of a first weekend of the season where Alonso wasn't quite on it. It, I, I almost felt like he was still carrying the damage from from Saturday. Yeah, yeah, which he wasn't, but it was. It was a. Uh, you know, it was odd, nevertheless. He, look, he his, his still on softness was very good, and he could definitely overtake his stroll. But he's he's definitely playing a long a long term game here yeah, with uh, this whole thing because he definitely would have if that was Ocon, for instance, he's going right past. Hundred percent. His reasoning afterwards, and Stroll says a similar thing, where it's like it's six and seven. It's the same points at the end of the day. Yeah, it doesn't make any. Difference. It, it literally makes no difference what like it, it position they finish. They're not fighting for the title. It's the same team points either way, which is their bigger focus, I think. Hmm. So it it makes sense. So I get it for political reasons and just other reasons. I've lots of jokes like he'd already messed up one floor this weekend. He didn't want to do it, risk another in the turbulent air. 
<laughs> so I thought that was good. Anyway, uh, when asked by Rosanna Tennant on the F1 post race show if uh, he, if it was just an out, if this was just a one off, he said they'd definitely be back in Canada. So already with fighting, with fighting words. Uh, loser of the weekend. Canada delivery this week that, that weekend. No, a can delivery. Yeah, that's the in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, they didn't last year. <laughs> well, not this year. Why not? I mean, we just had a triple crown one for uh, for McLaren. So yeah. Look how that went. It went okay in Monaco, but yeah, not so good here. Anyway, uh, you'll see if it loses the old, the old weekend. Uh, well, <laughs> um, Perez, you know. Oh, yeah. Normal. I know we've already said a bit on Perez, but it's just, yeah, another weekend. And this is where one of the weekends where we said, right, this is really going to tell us if he's actually in the title fight or if he's not, and if he actually means business. And once again... We get back to Europe and Perez does what Perez does best and disappears yeah. and chucks it down the road. Now, it was a silly mistake by putting one wheel on a wet curb in qualifying and then running off and going to the gravel, but it's a mistake that you can't really make and one that, isn't, that Max isn't making at the end of the day. And they put him out of position and he didn't quite get to where I thought he would in the race. I thought he was at least on for a podium. No, they did target top five. To be to force yeah, out of the race. But that car is the fastest car on the grid ground. There is no reason why he couldn't get um, third, in my opinion. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, yeah, look, it was, it was a big triple header for him. Obviously, he lost the opportunity to do something in Imola, which was, well, based on what we've just seen from Barcelona and, and Monaco, maybe that was a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Just Saturday has has been the problem. I think if he if he's a track position, I think there's not a problem. He finished second or whatever. But yeah, his Saturdays have been the problem recently again. Uh, not too dissimilar from his first season in, with Red Bull as well. Yeah, uh, pretty. Yeah, just not much to say. Just extremely damaging. And it was like it's tough because like he seemed to come into the weekend with such a a positive focus and attitude and. You know, he seemed to really put Monaco behind him, and he was ready. He was determined, fighting talk to get back to it. Yeah. And then the and Saturday happened, and there's yeah, and that's it. Uh, so it's going to be difficult for him to overturn that. He's going to need a remarkable amount of things to go his way, and a step up in his own game to even think about getting close to Verstappen alone, overtaking and sustaining it. So it's, I don't, I don't think it's going to be happening, but. Yeah, he needs he needs to respond in a big way quickly. Uh, Very big way. So, yeah, tough one oh for him. God. Nothing much else to say about that really. Uh, yeah, got close to Brussels at the end, but nothing, nothing really doing. Uh, lose of the weekend for well, I mean, yeah, I think at this point of the season we could definitely, you know, you notice you spot the trends and you like, yeah, this is this is what happens with this, and you look at Haas and. They have a very good qualifying car. I dare I say an excellent qualifying car comparative well, to where that good. thing is and what that car actually is on Sunday. That thing is yeah. excellent on Saturdays. Hulkenberg, again, some fantastic stuff from him to get through to Q3. Uh, he was like P3 in practice three on the qualifying runs, probably using having a bit more, less fuel than some of the other guys. But again, in Q1, Glory Q2, <laughs> looked, uh, looked solid. And then the race comes and they just completely fall backwards. And P15 for Hulkenberg. They were the only team that did the three-stop. 
Yeah. The the planned three stops, not Arctic three stops, but obviously the first lap wasn't planned. Three stops for them. It seemed like they're in the thick of they're in the thick of the action for all of it, essentially. Like there was a and then they were overtaking or being like, overtaken, depending on what part of the strategy they were on. <laughs> so but nothing else they could really do. Like Ho- like Hulkenberg again did the business of qualifying. Uh just yeah, very similar like similar to twenty nineteen, just without the peaks, I would say, of that car. Where you yeah. could qualify P five or P six, uh, it's a bit. It's a, it's a bit. It's a bit better. It's a bit worse on Saturday, and it's a bit better on Sunday than that twenty nineteen car. Because hmm. obviously the twenty nineteen car was just oh, disastrous on Sundays. Anyway, fifteenth oh, for Hulkenberg. <laughs> uh, <gasps> yes, he's back through. Fifteenth uh, for Hulkenberg, eighteenth for Magnussen, and that's all there is to that. Uh, Williams. I'm not even going to bother mentioning that. Yeah. That track for Williams, isn't it? Yeah. Vowles was talking after the race that they knew this was going to be one of their toughest races this season. They so they knew that. Uh, they... After seeing the floor, I can understand fucking why. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to be a lot more sympathetic, I think, to Williams from this point forward. <laughs> yeah. No no wonder they have so much straight line speed because there's literally nothing going on on the floor. I know. Literally a straight line. Do you know, like, it's funny, like, that the whole thing is literally like, you think of an iceberg and you think Latifi's shite. And then, but like, there's this iceberg literally underneath. There's like, with, with being the floor, it's like, look at all these problems under here that you can't see. Yeah. Literally. Before you judge. Yeah. So Albon finished 16th, which is probably a good result for him, to be honest. Yeah. And Sergeant finished uh, 20th and last. So, what do we think about Sergeant now? Uh, a crash in, qual- uh, in free practice three. Uh,. Are we beginning to think he's struggling a little bit, or how do we, how do we assess things with Logan seven races in? He's struggling. You think he's officially now into the struggling range? Yeah. Because you could write like Baku was like ah, it's you know. It's Baku. It's Baku. The streets causes I don't I don't carry on. It happens to anyone. But you think that yeah. between these last three now, between Baku, Monaco, and Spain, mm. and and heck, you can even throw back to Miami as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think these have been a little bit tough recently for him. Now, I will say Vows immediately said that Canada should be good for them. It should be, because it's a fucking fat off straight. So, they... And last year, I believe it was an absolute choo-choo train behind them. I can't remember Williams that. To be honest, the only thing I remember from last year's race with that is the Alfa Romeo and Alpine shite that happened. And then Russell using dry tires in the wet qualifying yeah you had the Haas situation I don't remember much else I presume Max Verstappen won <laughs> yeah oh that's yeah. right it was the best race assigned to the season so far at that point yeah yeah so we'll see how what happens there but Williams are one race early this year <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah if you're looking at this point in the season like it was probably the same round yeah doesn't get going until seven rounds in yeah technically six but... that's what it takes but yeah, Williams are targeting that. Now, I did enjoy James Vowles during the week because he answered a really interesting question that I want to get your thoughts on. Um, so he was asked, if you would rather fight one duck, uh, horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? One, so one, the one. You would fight one horse-sized duck. Yeah. I agree. Why would I fight 100 little horses? Now, people, I asked, now, I've asked people this a few times uh, in the course of my life. I just, it just came up again during the week. But 
people have said they'd rather feist 100 duck-sized horses. First of all, like, you just brush them away. Second of all, there's 100, first of all, there's 100 of them. So you, 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 you throw off one wave and they're going to come. That's a lot of hooves, man. It is. That's 400 hooves coming at you. So I think you're right. I think I'd rather take my chance with one horse-sized duck. Uh, squirrely stuff, I know. Uh, friendly teammate uh, play at McLaren, Aaron, Aaron McLaren, hey? Yep. So uh, James Vowles also took one horse-sized duck. Of course. So Small man. He's a smart man, so I don't blame him. So... Good stuff, James Vowles. Thank you for your transparency, as always. Uh, I do appreciate it. Um, I think that's about it, really, for them. Uh, I think that's really it. I think that covers everyone and everything, essentially. Yay. Not a lot a nice, of... Nice, quick podcast for the Spanish Grand Prix. Yay. Even though it was a semi-decent race. Yeah. Well, what would you give the race out of, out of 10? Seven. I'd give it a seven. There was, again, no drama at the top. There was... Yeah. But for no safety mo- cars, which was surprising. Yeah, actually. second race in a row, I think. Or, yeah, second race in a row. No yellow flags. and No, sorry. Second race, second and three, I think. Because yeah, there was nothing in Miami. Because, yeah, no yellow flags. They're very well, for how many overtakes there were, they were everyone's very well behaved. Yeah. It's, it, to be honest, they probably wanted to bought out of the safety car, even if there was a car in the gravel, for at least a lap. Because that's <laughs> what they did in the junior categories. We'll think about it for a couple of laps before we just make a decision, even though it's very obvious what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> so bravo on that one. Good stuff. Yeah, I give a seven because it for most of the race, there was something going on every other lap. There was always a car yeah. within DRS of someone and, and an they could overtake. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the removal of the chicane has proved that the Spanish Grand Prix can be good with without the chicane, you know. Yeah. It's, there isn't cars flying off into the barrier. There hasn't been one all weekend. I'm surprised no one, even in turbulent air, that the rear didn't step away. Like, Alonso came close, obviously, in qualifying. Yeah, and then you had, what, Correa in the F2 feature this morning. Went a bit wide, yeah. Yeah, that was it. So, yeah, that, I think that was purely because he got on the marbles, if anything. A couple of cars were close to taking that flat out. They were taking turn nine flat out. Yeah. Uh, Norris and... Verstappen obviously came. They they were basically there. Verstappen thinks next year they'll be flying through there, probably. Which I think they will be. But uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, Hamilton said he never liked the chicane. How many races has he raced with that without the chicane? And one. <laughs> yeah, quite a lot. N- so no, none. He he's never raced that configuration. Yeah, as, as that. It was only Alonso, right? Alonso. Uh, oh gosh, is he the? He's he's, only Alonso, he's the last driver up. from yeah. Yeah. Because it changed in 2007. Yeah. Is it th- it's those two, and then everyone else is after, is, is, is 2010 or onwards, right? Yes, I believe so. It's... Yes, it is. Hold on a sec. Yeah, we're on that, we're past that generation now, so... Is it, is it, is Perez? Bottas, Bottas or Perez, the next one's there, 2012 onwards. Uh, Bottas is 2013. Bottas 2013, Perez is 2011. Oh, yeah. Hulkenberg, technically 2010. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, yeah. Magnus in 2014. Yeah. Gosh. See, a lot of them, a lot of them, a lot of drivers now are in that kind of 2017, 18, 19 kind of stretch. Yeah. Like Stroll, Science, not Science, uh, Leclerc, Russell, Norris, uh, you know. We're waiting for the next sort of big three to come up, well, like we had with 
Norris, Leclerc, Norris, Albon, and um, Russell. Like a big switch, if you know what I mean. Yeah. In terms of drivers, new new blood. Because they were the, the closest ones. The closest one was Sonoda twenty one. Sorry, twenty. Yeah, twenty one. Joe twenty two. Yeah, and this year we've got what the Vries. This year we've got the three. So we'll see how they... I expect Piastri will have staying power. I don't know about Sargent. I don't know about De Vries. So do you feel like that 2019 class of Albon, Russell and Norris, they've all stuck, even though Norris or Albon was out for a year. Um, But they've all stuck. I don't don't think... The 2020 crop didn't stand, stick very long with Mazepin, Schumacher and Sonoda. Yeah, the Sonoda is the last one standing, which is quite bizarre. Considering what family he's in, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from yeah, you could say they're both the same for Mazepin and Schumacher on that one. To be fair, yeah. Mm. So yeah, I think we're waiting for a good rookie class to stick again. Don't think we're going to get it for a couple of years yet. Possibly not. No, I think we'll just have the one or two that come up. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got some other uh, trivia Spanish Grand Prix. Uh, obviously, Pedro de la Rosa was hanging around this weekend. He took one podium. Hanging out the bloody dregs. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He took Just retire, man. <laughs> I know. Do what Villeneuve does and get yourself dropped by the Mar- for Le Mans. Yeah, and then retire. And then quit after that. Yeah. Yeah, and then come back next year when you realise you're still not shit, even though you're shit. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the shit. <laughs> uh, De La Rosa took one podium in F1. Can you name? Two thousand six. Not Bahrain. Fuck. And I was going for track record there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only place where I'm that was that was 05 and he wasn't on the podium, sadly. Bollocks. Uh similar kind of time frame though. Very famous race. I have no idea. Very famous race. Uh, a a, a wet to dry race. One that saw a very popular first victory in Formula One. Oh, Hungary. Hungary 06. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and the McLaren, of course, his teammate, I believe, was trying to uh, lap Tonio Luzzi and crashed. Being Kimi oh. Raikkonen. Uh, yeah, Alonso crashed out, having with the they didn't put the nut on correctly in the pits. I think Fisichella was already out. I think <laughs> shock. But yeah, Del Rosso 06 in Hungary was his only podium. So yeah, there you go. There's that. Uh, to do, I've so I have another fun thing for you. Uh, and I was there's a cool video I saw on. McLaren's uh, Instagram and it's probably on Twitter as well where him there, Piastri and Norris played tic-tac-toe uh, with I saw this they had to do a driver that they had to name a driver that drove for two specific teams yes and get tic-tac-toe or um, exercise basically yeah, yeah. Basically. so uh, there are some interesting ones I came up with a few for you go on to guess um, these can be past or present more so yeah so like as in present or past drivers I tried to do most of them that I've driven in the last mm, 10 years of F1 years. Yeah. yeah that'd be fine uh, so we'll start off an easy one um, say Ferrari and Williams Ferrari and Williams a driver that drove for both Ferrari and Williams you can go well I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back to the past yeah go, go deep yeah there you go go deep in the bag if you want what did you have in mind um, I had a few for these uh, for some of these I have only one for some of these and uh, there were, I'm sure now I didn't spend a ton of time in this but uh, no no uh, so yeah Mansell I had here uh, Alan Prost yeah 
Uh, not the uh, not the very sexy relationship with Ferrari, however. <laughs> it would have been Senna. Yeah. Well, well. He said he was going to drive the Ferrari at some point. To be fair. Do you, like, I was thinking about this during the week, actually. How like Senna's career obviously only lasted ten years, but like, you think like Schumacher went to the Ferrari two years later, in '96. How different could things have been? Could you imagine? The super team. Oof. But like, last. how far do you think Senna could have gone into his F, like, as an F1 career? Like, could he have made it to 2000, for instance? Yeah, I think so. Easily. Because it was from that... Schumacher and Barrichello were the ones that kind of, from that era, showed how long you can go if you're good enough. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... Oh gosh, Senna! Now, I know Senna started. To be fair, like obviously Schumacher and Barrichello started early in the like in the nineties. Senna yeah, obviously yeah. in the eighties. So like, maybe you could have got to oh three oh four. That's twenty yeah. years. Maybe not. I'd have said two thousand and two. Yeah, and then you probably called it. That's in that cr- Senna in a V ten. That'd be yeah. mad. Uh, like an actual like you know the the roaring V ten we know. Uh, I have a more what about a more recent example, Felipe Felipe Massa. Of course, yes, of hmm. course. Um, Probably the most successful of those of those of Prost and Mansell in those two teams, I would say. Given that Mansell's yeah. stint with Ferrari is also a complete disaster. It was. So there you go. Uh, okay, uh, here's another easy one: Williams and McLaren. Oh fucking hell, Montoya. Yeah, that's a good one. That's one I had as well. Uh, there's a there's a quite a few you could go here. Ooh, put me on the spot. Yeah, Williams mm. and McLaren. Am I being dumb? There's a few. I think I am. Button. Yep. JB's a good one. We just talked about one of them. Massa. Not Massa. Go a little bit further back. Oh. Fucking Prost. Oh, yeah. I didn't even have Prost. I had Senna. Yeah. Uh, one more uh, I, I had I had in this list. Again, I, these, these are not all of them. Just a few, just for fun. Uh uh, he was a famous. Uh, he's famous for where he's for because of where he's from, and he he's wore. Famous. Yeah, people know him for his nationality, and he wore that nationality on his helmet. Quite distinctive. Had quite oh, a lot of oopsie oh. moments with Williams as well, including crashing in the pit lane, spinning on the formation lap. In the lead of from the lead of both, I might add. I'm being silly here. Come on, please tell me. Uh, DC. Of course. David Coulthard. How? I'm annoyed at myself for that. I forget he started out with when he Yeah. Well, he was there for 90, part of 94, I believe. Yeah. So, there you go. Now, a couple more, more interesting ones. Uh, McLaren and Red Bull. McLaren and Red Bull? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Well, Perez. Sergio Perez is the only one I have here. Yeah. I don't, think, the there's, I don't think there's any other ones. No, there is. Coulthard. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, that is it. That is I think answer. that's just the Pretty two of them. Yeah. Uh, Red Bull and Williams. This one you might not Bell get. One. Oh, very good. Yeah. Sorry, I had one way deeper than that. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, there is another one. I'm thinking like. You would forget that he drove for Williams. Clean. Not Christian Kleon. They were two quite disastrous years at causing bad times for Williams. More so the second year. 
I drove for Red Bull. You drove for Red so Bull. So what do we have? McLean in DC. Then Weber in DC. Nice Weber. Mark Weber, you're right. <laughs> 05 yeah. and 06, you drove for Williams in yeah. two not the very Cosmo happy years. Yeah. Uh, turned down the Renault drive famously. Ooh. Because he's, he's also managed by Flavio Briatore, I believe, with, with Mark Weber. Okay. So that's a rough one. Uh, Sauber and Williams. Now you can throw Alfa Romeo Sauber into that mix as well. So Alfa Romeo slash Sauber and Williams. This is a tough Alfa, one. Yeah, no, that's throwing me off a little bit. Because you forget that he well, drove one of these teams. That's Master a is yeah, Mass is a great one. That's not the one I had. It was that's a good one. So you had you again. I'm glad you got more of these off the top of your head than I do. Bottas, obviously. That another one. That's a good one. I didn't have that for some reason. Current F1 driver. Oh, current. Yeah. Again, you for, you'd forget he drove for Sauber. Oh, Hulkenberg. Yeah, Nico Hulkenberg. I forget he drove for Sauber. I just immediately assumed no, he was forcing him. As soon as, as soon as I knew, I remembered because he was good for Sauber. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to throw Team Silverstone and Ferrari into this mix. So I see Team Silverstone. That's Force India, Racing Point, slash Aston Martin. And Ferrari. Alonso, obviously. I had Alonso. I don't think I had any uh, any other ones. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Because it's a... Cause you, like, it would have been Perez. If he had chosen yeah. for it in McLaren. Uh, uh, going right the way back to then. I th to be honest, Alonso's the only one I could Technically, think. Stroll. Technically. You want to go testing, yeah? No, if I'm going back to like F3 and all that bollocks. Because <laughs> like, obviously, like, Toro Rosso to Red Bull is very easy. Mercedes and Williams is a very easy one. But like, there's not too many of these that you've seen, like, you've seen a like, drive for both, like for some of these mm. other teams. Uh, I've, I couldn't find one for, there's the one that I know doesn't, like, here's, obviously Red Bull and Ferrari is, is easy enough because it's just, uh, Vettel. it's just Vettel, I think. And that's it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to do McLaren and Toro Rosso. Oh, a fucking surprise. I can only find one for this. McLaren and Toro Rosso? Mm-hmm. Ooh. An unusual combination. Because if, hmm. if you think of your feeder team, so to speak, it's like Alfa Romeo slash Sauber, Williams, Toro Rosso. And they feed... All three of those teams feed different teams in terms of like Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull. But it's these other ones in the midfield that you sometimes miss. Yeah. What could it have been? Current driver. He's a current driver. Current driver. Say the teams again, sorry. Toro Rosso slash AlphaTauri if you want. And McLaren. I'm being very silly here. Very, very silly. I'm running down the... Oh, science. Carlos Science. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> God. Uh, when, you, when you're thinking about it, I'm like, when I'm watching stuff like this, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is so easy. When I you know. come down to it and you're like, uh, uh, <laughs> my brain. I thought it surprised you. I was watching Grosjean put it in the wall again. So. Oh, sh yeah. I've actually not, I've had this off. I was just looking at my notes. I, I wrote these down. <laughs> yeah, uh, last one I have. Oh, brilliant. Uh, last one I have. Uh, Red Bull slash Alpine and Red Bull. Oh, okay. So Team Enstone, essentially, and Red Bull. Yeah. So, oof. 
One you should so get. Well, 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 Ricardo straight away. Yeah, Ricardo's one. I'll see if you can get this other one. See what this if you if you remember this correctly. It was a lifetime ago. The drove from Renault. Or Alpine. Yeah. Non recently. Oh fucking hell. Hmm. <laughs> this is a, this I, is a proper this is, you're, it's not maybe maybe don't overthink it maybe that this stint, this particular stint uh is, your your struggles are indicative of this particular stint that this driver had with one of these teams he had struggles i don't know current driver there's a current driver current the... driver fuck <laughs> he had struggles, lots of struggles, so many struggles he actually got himself replaced. And he's a current driver. Current driver. What? <laughs> wow. I you to be fair, your struggles really are just like it it shows you how long ago this was in terms of like F1 life cycles and how forgettable like that. I'm gonna be so annoyed at myself. You are you are going to be very annoyed at yourself. Fuck. <laughs> nobody at Haas, nobody at Williams. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Nobody at McLaren. Nobody at Mercedes. It's not Leclerc. It's not Max. <laughs> Why is this so hard? It's not Stroll. It's not Alonso. Oh, am I being... Oh, it's Gasly. Pierre Gasly. For fuck's sake. For fuck's sake, man. Uh, it just shows you, like, how, like, yeah, he was a Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, now I say it. Yeah, of course he was. That's <laughs> sad, man. Yeah. The ones, I, the ones I couldn't find anything for were Team Silverson and Mercedes. So I Ooh, couldn't right. think of a, like, I couldn't think. I couldn't think of one without having to incorporate Braun slash Honda into that mix. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't think of anyone that's driven for Racing Point, Aston Martin, or of course India and Mercedes. Ocon would have been like, but no, Ocon obviously didn't drive for Mercedes, so that was it. He drove a good world festival of Spain. He do, he's had, he has driven a Mercedes F one car. That's for sure. So is fucking Esteban Gutierrez. That doesn't say much, does it? <laughs> the one that I so is Anthony Davidson. The oh. Not anymore, hopefully. The one that I want to see happen one day that hasn't happened, and we don't have, is a Red Bull and Mercedes. No. No, I don't Not believe anyone me. has driven a Red Bull and Mercedes in F1. No. No, it won't happen. So, it could have happened in 2017, or during 2017, heading on to 18. Imagine the diff. The it's like an alternate flipping timeline, isn't it? If Verstappen had joined Mercedes, yeah. Versus not versus not joining and going down, twenty twenty one. Yeah, isn't isn't that weird to think about? Mm -hmm. But there you go. I just thought that was. I I liked that video. And I thought that was some fun. So yes, uh, the deep cuts I liked. Weber, Coulthard. Uh, I did enjoy you going for Mansell, the Ferrari, and Williams. Yeah, no, that was my easy. That's an obvious one for me. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, that is that. So that was just for a filler. Uh, do, 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 do. Anything else you want to talk about? Or, I, I, I mean, 
No, that's it, I think. I think that probably covers us. And we can talk about F2, F3, Formula E. Unless you want to talk about IndyCar or any uh, particular thoughts? Not particularly this week, anyway. Yeah. Apart from Grosjean's shite. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, that is his third crush this season. Alex Plo's going to have a field in the championship after this, isn't he? Who's even close? That's even... Like, is it Dixon? Yeah, or New probably Dixon. New Garden Town's New seventh Garden. there. If New Garden get it off of Jose Cobalt and sit. Sigh. <laughs> Pain. Uh, dear, oh dear. Well, we'll save all that juicy talk for next week then. With, uh, catch up on some of the other formulas and uh, and the such. But yeah, that's going to do it for this, week, this week's edition of the Switch Track Formula 1 podcast. I've been Graham. I have been Ronnie Peterson. Ooh. I don't know why. I don't know why. Sweden, Sweden on the brain. Yep. And uh, we shall see you next week. <laughs>